0: hello and welcome to pounding pavement podcast i'm your host silas olson and today we're gonna have our first guest cody Matheson on our first episode ever since it is our first episode before we start i want to mention a few things you guys can email us at poundingpavementpodcast at gmail.com with comments, questions, and suggestions. Let us know what you guys want to hear in this pod, what guests you want us to have, and any running-related questions that we can answer in the pod. Also, follow us on Instagram at poundingpavementpodcast. That's where we will be posting updates about upcoming guests and episodes. Again, our email is poundingpavementpodcast at gmail.com and our Instagram is poundingpavementpodcast. Uh, Before we start, I also want to apologize for the audio quality. I got a better mic coming along, but right now, bear with us for this first episode. Now, without further ado, our first guest, and hopefully a co-host for episodes about NCAA and pro running, Cody Peter Mathewson. Yo, Cody, what's up? How's it going? I can hear you loud and clear. Yeah, I I think it's working. Okay, nice. So, today we're going to be talking about some of Cody's middle school career, lineman career, uh, some of the races he's got planned for this year, which some people might find surprising. And then we're going to move on to pro running, New England's, and NCAA's. So, how's your training been going, Cody? Awful. Awful? Uh,
1: What's your mileage right now? Um. I did, like, 30 last week, which probably wasn't that smart, like, after tapering for states, but um, I'm starting this week off pretty fast, and I did eight today, and tomorrow I'm doing a really good long run, hopefully 14 or 15, and <laughs> hopefully I finish this week, like, a little bit less than 40.
0: Crap, wow. What's your, like, do you do, how much do you increase a week? 10 miles a week or do you have like a rule for Uh, that
1: probably like between like five and ten a week but i'll probably like plateau once i get around like
0: 50 or 60 yeah nice how's your ankle been better for those who don't know cody rolled his ankle about five times in two months during indoor and cross country and he has like long-term damage in his ankle (laughs) that's just like the ligament so it's fine it's fine okay yeah um yeah. So, I mean, for me, I've been, I haven't run all this week. I didn't run Friday and I haven't run today. So I guess I'm still on my break between outdoor track and cross country. Um, did you, do you like usually take breaks between seasons? Um,
1: This honestly has been like way like too short of a break. I think it's going to come back and like haunt me like down the road Cause. Uh, I really wanted to just hop into it as soon as possible because I want to run a marathon like in less than a month, and I well, it's a little bit over a month now. It's June fifteenth. Which one? Uh, I think it's pronounced the Missoula Marathon. It's in like Montana.
0: You gonna fly out there or you gonna drive? Um, maybe run, but run out there. Probably drive. Yeah, probably drive out there. Okay. Yeah, because you're probably going to need at least to get in a 20-mile long run to run that marathon. Yeah, but
1: if it's if it's that drive, like, just going there, I'll probably be, like, taking that week, like, pretty white, though.
0: That's true. That's true. Okay. So, some people don't know. You're a pretty good runner now, but in middle school, you were one of the best runners in the state. So, tell people a little about that. Um, One,
1: I don't know. I just want to start with, like, how I, like, came – with running I guess I just did it as a hobby and I don't know I really like were you you a soccer player oh god no Um, no no I just sort of did it like just for a sport and then like eventually it picked up and I think like seventh grade like I I just like started hitting like fast times I was PRing every time I raced so it was really like big for me and then like into my eighth grade year I was already like a 520 miler and then Finishing at, like, 5.02 was, like, really big for me, and I was looking forward to high school, but I, my freshman year was a little bit of a whiff, and I didn't run that many miles at all, and I, I didn't have, like, a base going in across country, so it was, it was really, like, terrible, and I started off with shin splints and some other, like, small injuries.
0: Yeah, you had a bounce back of your sophomore year, though. You probably had your best race of your running career in cross-country, that states race. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, just I strategically, middle... yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, he stay... you stayed with me and Josh that whole race. I mean, in middle school, I remember I was running. The goal for me, my eighth grade year, was to break 540, and, and I barely did that. No, I got 541 and lost to Evan Diaz. Eighth grade year. (laughs) Wait, States is 540 or 550? States is 550, but my goal is to break 540. Yeah. Yeah. So, if this is a question I'm going to ask every guest we have, what's your favorite workout any season of running? Ooh.
1: I mean, just 800 workouts as it is just are so much fun. Like, even if it's, like, like 200 repeats – it's like I don't know, I feel like thresholds and like like longer stuff with with shorter rest is like really beneficial. And like some of like the cross country workouts with like one K or eight hundred repeats are like really beneficial.
0: Yeah. You like corn between or not?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. That's one of our coaches' favorites. Corn between thousand repeats or corn between eight hundred repeats. Um so how was your stomach there? I know you had some stomach problems for a while.
1: Uh, it's honestly not that bad, but like, it's, it's more been better. Like my bowels.
0: Yeah, shit. It's been better.
1: Uh, no, not honestly,
0: no. dude. You don't want to be dealing with that in the middle of a marathon.
1: No, I I think it's fine, but until I start like getting into ultra marathons.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That old runner back in the day, ECC runner, Gavin Coombs, I think he's a big ultra marathoner now. He's crazy. Um I I don't know about that. Dude, he was like a four <laughs> oh I wanna say four oh five. Yeah, four oh five or
1: four oh four.
0: Yeah. But... I mean, everyone's talking whether or not Alex is the greatest no. runner in the i C. I'm I mean, he might be one of the most accomplished runners ever. He's and definitely he might... one
1: well, you got to think like Gavin Coombs is like a national mile champ. Alex really, yeah. All Alex has to his name is like a couple state champs and like some fast times. I mean,
0: credit yeah. to that.
1: And I all. mean that eight
0: fifty six is probably his most impressive accomplishment. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I've he got second at New England's today in the two mile, outkicked by Landau in the last fifty. And you know, I. I think Alex might be the most accomplished runner in ECC history, but I would definitely have to give it to Gavin Coombs. I mean, Gavin's a, like you just said, national exactly, champion. Yeah. Like, y- you can't get better than that.
1: Well, I mean, I'd rather win it like, like honestly, if like it were that case, I'd rather win in like a bigger meet than like New Balance Nationals.
0: Like what? Like Brooks PR. You'd rather win Brooks PR than New Balance Nationals.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Talking about Brooks PR, Brooks PR wasn't that good this year, I didn't think.
1: No, not at all. The winning time of the mile was like four oh four high 4 high by, by Dustin Hoarder, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, I remember last year they were talking about it being one of the greatest boys' <laughs> mile fields. <laughs> oh, yeah, they bulk. were
1: thinking like at least one or two guys would go sub-4. Dude,
0: that's <laughs> – yeah, I don't think anyone went sub four that day, but <laughs> you know how it is. People get caught up in tactical racing and looking at each other. <laughs> yeah, but even the 800
1: the other day, too, was pretty crazy. Like, Brandon Miller won it. He's 15 years old. Yeah, I saw
0: exactly. that. That's crazy. 150,
1: I think. And, and like, I hasty think, was in, I think yeah. tell me if I'm wrong, I think he's ran sub 150. I
0: couldn't, I couldn't I, say yes I or I wouldn't no. think
1: he would. I mean, like, that field is crazy like even like hasty
0: was in that field i don't know how i feel about hasty running 800 though i i i thought he was gonna do better that i mean the time wasn't horrible but he only got like what sixth yeah but i mean like still like a week before he ran like a historical 3k
1: and like even before then like at the pre-classic in the international mile like he was shooting for sub four
0: yeah i mean he's just another level um, he's going to Oregon, right? Yeah, but. Yeah. Um Speaking of Oregon, they didn't have a great showing today. At NCAA. No, not at all.
1: Not at all I mean, Like didn't... the entire time.
0: There was really no high Jessica point Hull score for them.
1: 1,500, though, as soft. Yes,
0: she's a sophomore. She didn't even yeah. make nationals last year.
1: No. No, I think. She... No, yeah, she didn't.
0: Yeah, and the winner for the boys, 1,500, didn't make nationals either last year either. Yeah, they're both sophomores too. Yeah, that's crazy. And Josh Kerr getting upset Yeah, wow. after
1: going for the record.
0: I mean, good yeah. for him that he already has it, but still. I mean, it, it, could wasn't have been, a, it could have been a gutsy race and all, but. It wasn't a fast race. Exactly. I mean, Kerr had run 335 earlier this season. Yeah, And I think the winning time was 344. I think, I think you're right, yeah. Yeah, so you know, not the fastest race. Uh we'll keep going on. Okay, yeah, the five K that was uh, terrible. Did you watch it? Yeah. Yeah. It the, was like thirteen fifty two, thirteen fifty four ish. And um, it was uh Sean McGorty sp- won it. Yeah, McGordy, I Knight, mean, then uh who's third? Fisher or Truard, I think. I think it was Fisher, yeah, Grant Fisher.
1: I mean that four like, they're all NCAA champs. They're they're literally nasty. Yeah. I mean like, the time wasn't that good, and like really Knight was ready, and he should have like put on a show. But I don't know. Like you got to think like guys like Fisher like could have made it really interesting.
0: Yeah, and I mean last year. And was, I mean it, it was it was just a straight kick. Yeah. Well, think about it. It was the same last year. Fisher outkicked Knight to win the five k. Exactly. Yeah. I don't like races like that. It gets boring, you know, but I can understand people don't want to take the mental energy to lead. I feel the same thing in <laughs> some races. Yeah, true. What about the 3K? I don't know much. I didn't follow the 3K. You didn't much. see it? No. Houston's
1: uh Brian Barraza was, like, easily favorite to win it, and yeah. he led it the entire race, and... Two thousand seven hundred meters in, with three hundred to go, he tripped over that barrier. Oof! He he had an easy like fifteen twenty meter lead, and like was just grinding. But like that that like last two laps, his like his clearance of the hurdles were terrible, and he just he just ate it. And then like some random
0: guy from Minnesota won. Dude, that's a rip! I saw some guy from Minnesota won. Wow! Yeah, I Man. know.
1: I I honestly hope that uh. Aiden Tucker was going to win out of Syracuse.
0: He ended up placing fourth, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Tucker's always a guy you root for in those races. Exactly. Yeah. But he's just, he's a fucking awesome dude. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see uh, the women's 4x4 today? Like an hour or two ago? And that was to win, (laughs) right? Yeah. So the U.S., so just set this, I'm setting the stage. I'm pretty sure Georgia was winning or close to winning at that point. No, it was Purdue. Oh, Purdue was winning. Yeah. Okay. Purdue, Georgia was up there too, I think, but Purdue must was winning then. And to win the meet, USC had to win the four x four. Yeah. And they did it. They won the four x four and they won the overall meet. That was crazy. But still, did you see like the final exchange? Like US yeah. CNS, yeah, USC's, yeah. USC almost dropped. Yeah, it. they tripped up. They missed once, and then they had to go back again. They got it the second time though. Yeah. Yeah, um, the guys eight hundred was crazy too. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, yeah, no, I just
1: want to talk about that. Like, like Isaiah Harris, like he's he's the real deal, dude.
0: Yeah, like, Isaiah Harris is just a constant. He's a constant. I know,
1: but you got to think like he's not he's not even an underdog anymore. He's like he's like up there, and not even like just in the NCAA. He's obviously one of the best, and he's shown it. Like like over the years but still like like yeah, he's, he, he's up there like with like the top usa guys.
0: for sure he's only a junior we have another exactly, year yes yeah. that's crazy to think about i mean saruni had the pr going in with 13 uh sorry 143 low but i also watched a workout wednesday with him and i don't know just walking watching that workout wednesday he seemed to not be able to close the little gaps that were there right away and I just – I didn't feel all that confident in him going into the race. And he ran two seconds slower than his PR. I mean, granted, the conditions were horrible, but
1: – Yeah, but he went know. out hard too. He, he wanted to make that, like, definitive move.
0: I know. I just – I don't think he had it in him, you know. Good good for Isaiah. I, I, Isaiah's another kid you root for. Um, How about that 10K? That was another kid. The 10K
1: wasn't bad. Yo, I want to say again, though, about Harris. Yeah. Like, just – like the USA, 800 runners now. Yeah. Like, you got to think, they're young and talented. Like, guys like Harris and like Murphy, Brazier, and like Wendell, like, they're all like under like 26 years old. I know. Like it's crazy. Exactly. And I
0: mean, the US is really just in general, the US is coming really strong into the know, world yeah. distance scene. I mean, think about it. We took first and second in the women's 3K steeple in the Olympics. That's crazy.
1: No, not the Olympics.
0: World champs. Was it world champs? Sorry. Yeah, it was last year in London. Sorry, world champs. But, yeah, that's – just seeing all these guys medal is crazy. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to talk about for NCAAs? I know – I mean, yeah, Law you were
1: playing. just saying the 10K. Obviously, like, props to Ben Flanagan out of Michigan for winning. Like, seeded oh, yeah. literally 23rd out of 24 and pulled up like an absolute upset. I know, and that's I mean, crazy. I mean, I honestly wanted like Maggard to win out of Utah State, but. Oh, yeah. Maggard yeah, was he, third, yeah, I yeah, think.
0: Yeah, he was in third, but he. You got a personal he was best. He got a personal best, Maggard. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, so did some random dude, Jacob Thompson from Kentucky. Who the hell Have is it? Oh, wait, yeah,
1: yeah, no, I think I've heard of him.
0: Yeah, he he snagged sixth ahead of uh, one of the Alabama runners. So yeah, Day and Baxter from NAU were up there in fourth and fifth, but they were yeah. You know, oh wait, wait,
1: I think I know who that was from Alabama. It wasn't Keegan, was it? Yeah,
0: it was Keegan. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, because Kiprop Kiprop, Kiprop was got second, and Flanagan. Oh my God, watching that final hundred when yeah. Flanagan <laughs> comes up on Kiprop, that but, is. But yeah,
1: he literally waited for that one hundred because he knew that. Kiprup had it in him to push it, and then as he went, like, and, like, went around Maggard, like, obviously, like, Flanagan knew, but I didn't think that he could have kept up. I didn't even think that he had, like, it in him to, like,
0: deserve to be there, really. I I had no clue. I mean, hey, good for him. That's a race of a lifetime. I'm looking at the results here, and apparently there's a Grant Fisher from Colorado State so there's two Grant Fishers that are elite distance runners in the NCAA. How about that? Is he like good? He ran twenty nine twenty for the ten k. Okay, good so for him. Eleventh. There you go. Um, let's talk about Sydney. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I think. Did you
0: see it was hailing before her race? Oh yeah, I
1: know. That's props to her, but obviously yeah. she's going pro. That's not. It's not even a surprise. And... No.
0: I mean, she probably regrets not going pro earlier.
1: Well, yeah, but I think she just wanted to go to Kentucky for like the experience and
0: like just yeah. like to be there, sort of. I mean, I was Maybe looking, like
1: as a gap year.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I was looking at times and, uh, her PR is fifty-two seventy-five, right? Yeah. So the American record, I'm pretty sure, is fifty-two like forty-seven, and the cool. world record. The world record is fifty two thirty four. So she is, like, closing in on those records. Um, yeah, I mean, also, I was watching the Diamond League meet in Oslo, and all of the 400-meter hurdlers were oh, yeah, over I know. a second that was, that was behind her. I was, like, looking – I was like, oh, this will be a good 400-meter – Race for the woman, and I'm like, Cindy could have roasted every single one of these. Exactly, women. yeah, it's easily, pretty embarrassing. Easily, I'm like, this is embarrassing. Watching, I mean, even
1: the US champs, like, she's she's like 19 or 18 now, but
0: I think, yeah, like, I think she's like
1: the best in the country.
0: Yeah, I think she's 19 now. Yeah, crazy, 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 and. Let's hit for a second on the men's sprinting events because there was some crazy stuff in there, especially in the 400.
1: All right. I think that USC is just so talented. I mean, it's
0: crazy.
1: How, I don't know, they had had like Ry Benjamin come through from UCLA like last year and end up setting like number two all time in 400 hurdles. And then Michael Norman like smashed Curly's 400 record set literally last year. Woo. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. And then right back in the four by four, they just swept. And yeah. I think, I think they set a record. I don't know what for
0: Yeah. The four by four set a record for USC, the 400 set a record for USC and the 400 meter hurdles set a record for USC, which is crazy. <laughs> What about um, Houston, oh Houston! So Houston had three runners in the hundred meter in the hundred meter finals for men. Finished and like, one and two,
1: and I don't know about the third. He
0: got eighth, I think. Uh, yeah.
1: Paul didn't even win it, though. It was it was the other guy. Yeah. And then I think 10, they had the two hundred winner today. Oh wait, oh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. No, I didn't. Men's ended today, yeah. Well, yeah, men's, I didn't... men's ended yesterday because Georgia won.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Girls ended today. Yeah, yeah. I didn't check the 200, but uh, it's, it's they crazy. they set the four by one record though. Oh, really? I didn't see that.
1: Yeah, I think it was number six all time. Wow. Either number six all time or number six in the world this year. Woo.
0: Yeah, but you know Michael Norman from USC is just on another level. He's just Dude, he's ridiculous. He's absolutely ridiculous. And I he, also... he was going.
1: That's not even their school record.
0: I know, I saw that. <laughs> yeah,
1: and he was going for, like, their 200 record, too, like, earlier in the season.
0: Yeah, he didn't run 200s at NCAAs because the scheduling is just – it doesn't oh, work yeah, out. I know. The semis and the brutal 400, and it, 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 he just can't do it. But I also want to make fun of you a little, Cody. You thought that – I want to mention to listeners, you thought that USC was University of South Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> what? Come, on, come <laughs> on, man. Come on. Happened. University – University of Southern California. That's okay. That's okay. Um, yeah, I, they're four by four. I think, I think they have the world lead this year in the four by four. Yeah, it is.
1: They set and, they set the four by four um world record in indoors.
0: Well, no, I was reading about that, and apparently, because in the world in world indoors, there were three teams that beat the world indoor record, which, which was previously Poland's record. Yeah, Poland
1: uh, like just said it though.
0: Yeah, USC and Texas A and M had beaten it, and USC was first, but they didn't give USC the record because one of USC's runners had run for another country as a junior. So wait, even at though, that world champs, at no at indoor or something like I don't he even know. But, he
1: might have ran it at that meet when Poland said it, and they might not. Maybe
0: learn. like. So, even though this guy's going to USC, is an American citizen, was born in America. Good for him. He <laughs> didn't – He they didn't give USC the record. So, Texas A&M got, got so second So, Texas
1: grade. A&M has it, technically?
0: Texas A&M technically has the world indoor 4x4 record.
1: Ooh.
0: Yeah. It's, it's dumb. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my uh, life.
1: Is, yeah, it's pretty annoying.
0: Yeah, it is really annoying. But – you know, a good day all in all for NCAAs. Um, I'm sure Sydney will go pro. Sydney is going pro, obviously. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Kerr is definitely going pro. Yo, did you um,
1: you heard um, Ribich out of Western Oregon signed with Brooksby's today, right? Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. And he, he, like, just set the D2 record in that same race that Kerr set the D1 record for the 1500. Yeah. And... He's he's a beast.
0: Dude. What are what are some of his times? Do you know?
1: No, not at all. I know he's like one forty seven eight hundred, and like I think three forty for fifteen
0: hundred. Okay, so respectable. Yeah, respectable. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, wow. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't follow D too much, but you never know. I mean, look at Nick Simmons. He was D three, and he yeah, so was Drew. When D two, I think. Wow. You know, a lot of, you know, there's a lot of great schools that are D2 and D3 that are better than a lot of D1 schools. It's crazy. Um, So let's go back to, let's go ahead to New England's because New England's was today. Wow. And we had some crazy races Um, just to get our listeners happen for distance. Alex Korzynski came in second in the mile, and then I'm looking at it here. He came in third in the 32. Um Ken Little from Derby came in first in 153.06 in the 800. <laughs> and Miller Anderson came in second in 153.47. He's from Hall. Uh, those are some of the best Connecticut finishes. Oh, I can't forget Uh Xavier 4x8 came in second. second. Yeah. One, no, 756, yeah. I think. Yeah, seven fifty six. Yeah, uh, first place was seven forty six. So that's a great run. Yeah, um, you know Connecticut's a lot of times finishes the best in those distance events. But we had a four hundred meter champion, forty eight sixty two, Jevin Fret from Manchester, Connecticut. Um, yeah, so some great results from Connecticut. Um, so. I wanna talk a little about, bit about Alex Korzynski since he lives in Wyndham, which is the town right next to me and Cody's high school. Um, me and Cody race against him in ECC meets basically year round, uh, except for cross country because he does <laughs> soccer, <laughs> which I'll never understand. But what are your thoughts on Alex racing both the 1600 and 32 in ECCs at class? At state opens and at New England's now. That makes me
1: feel really uncomfortable, and I I feel really bad about myself as a runner in general, and I I really don't want to run much more, thinking that someone can run that fast in that many events, and it, do it so effortlessly. And I don't yeah, know, if he ever... just amazes me. And I mean, props to the kid for like what he's accomplished, but I think that he really like. Should get his shit together with soccer and like give give that up and like really focus on the mile.
0: You you think he should focus on the mile? I think
1: mile and like thirty two maybe, but he's not gonna be able to run the thirty two in college, so he's gonna end up running three k steeple or five k need be.
0: I mean, he's such an athlete. I think they're gonna make him do three k. Yeah, steeple. I know. I
1: mean, he has experience
0: uh, too. Yeah, if you've ever run with Alex, it's crazy. He literally silent. He'll sneak up on you without you even knowing. And when he passes you, he's literally a stallion. You, you have no hope. It's it's crazy. Um, but I'm sure northeastern northeastern where where he's going for college, they'll make him give up soccer and do cross country. So no worries about that. Um. Also, I just one complaint I have is he hasn't come in first at State Opens or New England's and he's an 856 guy. The New England's record is I think 859. Yo, he
1: won he, he won the indoor mile at Opens last year.
0: Yeah, but I'm talking about outdoor this oh, year. Oh, yeah. I'm talking I I but just if I was think him part of I, that's
1: also because he was like doubling
0: yeah, but if I was him, I would want to not double. I would want to go single, run the 32. I would get New England. Like that's where he's running best right now. 3200. I would want to get a state title. I would want to get a New England title. I mean, un- at class, I understand he was doubling. He wanted to. I think he won anyway, pretty easily. He won all. He three, wanted yeah, to triple. Yeah, he tripled. He did. Won the 800. Won the 32. Won the 1600. And helped his team on the way to a class i want to say m yeah. title okay a class m title but if I was him I would run the thirty two only i would only run the thirty two and I would get a new england's title and I would get a state open title i'd
1: honestly rather if i were him i would honestly rather run like a double of like thirty two eight hundred than thirty two mile
0: thirty two eight hundred they're pretty close yeah I know, but
1: still like just just that, like, speed work could help him out in, in the mile, too. Like, if yeah, he's, if he's running at, at championship beats, then then yeah. probably help him, like, further
0: through the season. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, he might be suffering from a little bit of that Prefontaine. Uh, I, Steve Prefontaine was notorious for always wanting to run the mile, even though his distance coaches always wanted him to run uh, longer distances like 5K because all the glory is in the mile, you know? So that might be part of it, but you know... I, that was also a... in
1: the 70s.
0: Yeah, but I mean, the same thing applies. The mile is the glory event, Cody. Come on. True. Yeah, but it, irregardless, he has an amazing future ahead of him. An amazing future. Um, let's see. Uh... How do you? I want to talk about Xavier a little bit because this year for cross country and now four way has really been the year of Xavier High School. So, what are some of your feelings about Xavier?
1: I think that it's really like coming together with them. Like their senior class this year really like put on a show. Like with guys like Owen Curran and like Trevor Christie and Owen Lally. I mean, like, like they just have like such like, and I feel like they're they really like show in like those championship settings.
0: Yeah. I mean, they just have such an amazing team. I hear stories about their like Halloween parties where they're all dressed up as like a pro runner and like watch movies together before meets about pro running and have motivational speakers who are past alumni. It's, it seems like a whole different world over there at Xavier. It's something really special. <laughs> um, now, the one thing with Xavier is, I think it was at the beginning of cross country, we got news that Peter Schulten, who was a runner for Cog and Chog, Class yeah. to, in, my, in Class S, which is what our school is in, uh, Lima Memorial, he is going to transfer from Cog and Chog to Xavier. And that happened, I want to say, at the beginning of cross country. Is that right? I think it
1: was like the end of track, like beginning of cross country, sometime between the summer.
0: Okay. So that's something that I I know, obviously, is a great opportunity for him. And I, would I know, yeah, exactly he, fit, he fit well. He fit well. He tra- I, mean, I, don't, I don't know how, how I like,
1: see that now, though. Like, just, just that image of him. Like, I thought, like, he was, like, a beast, like, when he was at Cog and Jog, And, like.
0: I mean, he is a beast. Yeah, he's I mean, good, he's on a.
1: But I don't know. I thought that <laughs> he was, like, I don't know. Just, like, seeing him win at, like, that smaller school was, like was, like, more special, I, I mean, guess.
0: He was a big fish in a small pond for sure, but yeah, I mean... Yeah, exactly. He's still only a junior, but, you know, stuff like that where runners transfer to these huge schools is something that... I, it's common, I know, but, it doesn't, I mean, it... it doesn't really strike me right. I mean, I, it's probably just me. It's probably just me coming from a small town and being small-minded, close-minded, but you know, it, if he did really well at Cog and Chog, to me it would be way more special. It's sort of like, you know, Kevin Durant leaving OKC to go to the Warriors.
1: Yeah, but Xavier hasn't won anything in the last couple years.
0: That's okay. <laughs> that's fair. That's, that's, you are completely right. That was a bad analogy. And now they have won nearly everything there is to win in New England's for cross country and props to them. I mean, uh, so I can't express how, just amazed I am at their success, at their attitude, at their determination, and dap, they got basically. something really. Yeah, they, they got something really special going on over there at Xavier. Um, so let's bring it back to you, Cody. Uh, what are, what are some of your best races that you've ever run? If you if you were to pick some of the, it doesn't have to be the fastest races,
1: but just like, just like the most favorite race.
0: Yeah, the most memorable races. Like, eighth grade
1: cross country is, like, really special. And I think I finished, like, seventh in the state. I don't know. It was just, like, felt, like, special just because I think that was, like, really when I, I'd like, thought, like, wow, I'm kind of fast. And, like like, the first race I ever had, I remember very clearly, like, puking, like, earlier on and walking the rest of the race. And that was really fun. And then, like, a couple, couple races my freshman year in cross-country were really fun. Like, my first winding trails. Cool.
0: Yeah, I remember that. I was a sophomore that year. That was a pretty crazy year. I remember that. Um, so, what are your some of your goals this upcoming cross-country season? Because I know you're looking at the marathon, but most people are going to see you out in cross-country. Um, as
1: long as the team's there, and, like, like I think, like, the team this year could be, like, really, like, like close, and, like, really, it could be, like, anyone's, like, spot for fifth at Lyman, and it's not going to be, like, pretty or anything, but can make it there to, like, the bigger meets, and maybe put on a show at UCCs, that'd be special.
0: Yeah. It's never pretty at Lyman during championship yeah. season, you know. It usually crushes, <laughs> like, Someone's halfway always... through the season. Something goes exactly. wrong. Exactly. Someone's always sick or injured or crashed a dirt bike. Um, are you guys looking to challenge Bolton for the Class S title? Because I know Bolton's right up there with you Bolton, guys. You yeah, guys Bolton,
1: look- I think, is going to take it. But I think I think we're going to be the underdogs this year, and we're going to be trying to hunt them
0: down. Yeah, I, they're returning everyone. So you got some spots to fill. Yeah, There's not- some runners that you're looking at. Yo, did you just end that? No, I think it just cut off. Uh, sorry, guys. We're still getting used to this. So the audio just caught off for a little bit. But we'll jump right back in. We were talking about Bolton High School cross country and how Lyman's going to challenge them this, next year. So who are some of the runners you're looking at who are maybe young at Lyman that you really want to – take that next step in helping you guys as a team
1: on younger guys at Lyman, just hoping that shane really gets his shit together and nick hopefully can beat shane <laughs> i i want to see nick honestly as the fastest among those freshmen this year and i think like it would be like appealing to see him beat like even kyle or like, some of, like, those other guys, but I think, like, Jeff too much, and props to Jeffrey, and he's a good kid, but I want to see him really have that role that he should have, and he's going to be, like, a captain next year, and, like, him like, he's going to be responsible for holding the team together a certain bit. And, like, he's
0: going to need to be making sure,
1: like, guys are doing, like, what they need to do.
0: Yeah. So, more on, like, Lyman training and stuff, what are some of the training philosophies that you guys experience at Lyman with Doc as coach? And what are some of your, like, personal training philosophies as a runner? Ooh. Um. I know honestly, f-
1: I just – I just think that if you, like, train well and long enough and, like, everything, like, falls into place, like, really, like, on, like, when race day comes, like, you can't really complain about it or, like, it's all up to you. You can't really blame your coach and say, like, like my – it's, like, it's all you and, like, in a sense, like, you got to listen to your body and you know, like, when, when is enough is enough and, like, just – Just, like, knowing that when race day comes that you're fit is just, like, good and, like, that you've put in all the hard work, and it's just time to, like, grind and, like, have have fun and, like, enjoy it for the sport that it is.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know your body better than anyone else, and that's really important. I know for me, I'm a big guy about uh, uh, miles matter and that putting in the miles is really important to building that foundation for the season. So are you more of a miles... Off-season guy or are you coming in at lower mileage and just doing a lot of speed work i i honestly like building up my
1: mileage like as much as possible in the postseason and then that way coming into the season you're fit already and you already have that base but just getting that speed back is is really like the big part like when the season starts and that's what, like, most runners, like, struggled with at Lyman in the past.
0: Yeah, we've had a bunch of guys who, you know, come in with zero miles over the summer and that get stress fractures or hip problems in the first week of the season. And, you know, I know a bunch of other runners, even in the ECC, that have had, you know, stress fracture problems, like, you know, uh, Max Chase at Woodstock Academy had a stress fracture his senior year. Uh Over at Xavier, Robbie had a stress fracture his senior year. Um, No, sophomore
1: year. Sophomore year. Freshman. Freshman
0: year. Freshman. I said senior. He's not even a. Yeah, he's a sophomore now. I think. Um, so yeah, and I mean, you hear stories about guys from you know overtraining in high school is definitely a thing. You hear stories about guys from, you know, like St. Anthony's in New York that do like, peak at seventy-five miles a week, and then they're burnt out by the time they get to college and they can't do anything. I mean, obviously I'm jealous. I want to run 60 miles a week um, and our coach only lets us do 20 miles a week. But, you know, there's definitely a balance to be struck. Um, So let's move on to some of your eating habits, Cody, and my eating habits too. Because we're probably two of the most different eaters you'll ever find uh in running. I'm more of a you know white meat only try to limit sugar uh that kind of runner. so what are some of your eating habits on a typical day
1: i'm I'm just putting anything in my body that tastes good really by now and are you a candy I'm a big guy candy guy I really need candy and um I mean, like it's it's. So, what are some of your favorite like guilty foods? Um, McDoinks. Um, I eat Totinos way too much, and, Ooh. just lots and lots of
0: candy, especially Skittles. One of my favorite stories about Cody is how you set your thirty-two hundred meter PR um, at ECCs, and you were eating like a full McDonald's meal like An 30, hour thirty minutes before, before the too race. Good. An hour before the race, <laughs> that's crazy, dude. I have like for any crazy of the listeners problems. that don't know, I I have eaten a
1: peanut butter and jelly sandwich in like twenty-one seconds. That's that's pretty good.
0: That's pretty fucking good, Cody.
1: I mean, it's still not the world record, and that's really like the only thing I want to accomplish with my life at this point. But it's
0: what's the world, what's the world record?
1: Six in a minute.
0: Six in a <laughs> yeah. minute. Oh, my God. Cody, you ate one. You were on pace for half that. Yeah. Oof. Man, Cody, that's – wow. I remember we were – I think we were on a bus tour from a state meet, and Cody just whipped a PB&J out of his sandwich and ate it. His oh, yeah, that that, that was, like, barely the... under a minute. Yeah, that's the sort of team culture we have at Lyman Memorial. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, uh, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of times I'm, my stomach is definitely not as resilient as Cody's. Cody's is, Cody has a fucking like stomach of steel. Um, my stomach is not anything like that. We both went to NKRC last summer and I was basically sick the entire week because our runs were like too fast for my body. And I was lying in bed the whole entire week. And I ate, like, 50 and Starburst in 20 minutes in front of you to make fun of you. Exactly. <laughs> On the way – that was after a seven-mile run. Oh, my God. That was a whole jumbo pack of Starbursts. Yeah. After – I know, like, after a long run in the summer, I'll usually have a chocolate <laughs> milk from Jasper's, which is the gas station by our school. And then I'll get home and have, like, a yogurt – so like those are like super easy on the stomach. What is your like go to post long run snack? Ooh. I don't know, like
1: I'm I'm like all for like bagels and stuff, but like if I'm like done or something, like I'm just gonna drink like as much water as possible. Um probably some ice cream at some point and like granola bars I eat, I eat like a lot
0: of granola bars and like pizza bites really. Yeah, I serve a lot I probably averaged three granola bars a day and then uh, ice cream. I actually quit ice cream for about a year and a half like it just because I wanted to. and then after <laughs> cross country this year I started eating it again. And now that track has ended, I've had ice cream, like, every day of the week. It's pretty bad. I've gained, like, five pounds.
1: (laughs) I don't think I've, like, lost or gained weight in a while. Like, I've just been, like, fluctuating with,
0: with, like, with how much I eat, and it's just, like, terrible. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it gets, like, your body's used to eating... So much food, when you change your mileage, you have to also change, like, how much you eat, and it, I don't know. But whenever I run, I feel like um, like I'm on a consistent running schedule. I sleep better. I eat better. I'm more, like, awake during the day. I I don't know. Like, do you get that same feeling? Yeah,
1: I mean, I I don't really sleep too good, but, like, like just over well, like, like, having, like, that, like, in the back of your mind, like, throughout the day is, like, really good.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, like even I'm sure like even when I'm done with college, because I'm going to Colby College to run. And even after I'm done with that, um, I'll definitely keep running just because it's something I don't know if I think I hate it. But I think I'm also addicted. And I think my body like,
1: I think, yeah, I, I think, I think you just run. become like addicted after like you take like, like X amount of time off. And it's just like, after a while, you just regress to it. And like, it. It, like, needs to be done, sort of. It, like, feels like, yeah, yeah it's, like, like, something that you don't have anymore.
0: Yeah, like, today I didn't run, and I feel like a pile of shit. Yeah. Like, it's just how it is, you know what I mean? It's, it's literally addicting. Um, yeah, so I think in college I'm definitely going to be – some of my goals in college are going to be running the – uh, 5k on the track and the 3k steeple on the track and i'm not sure really what times i'm going to be looking for eventually i want to hit 15:30. what are you looking for, for, for your mile track. this summer
1: Well your mileage like to build up to prepare. mileage
0: oh that's a good question yeah um for my mileage i'm looking for right now i'm at like let's see i'm probably going to start at 25 miles a week because all our track work has been at like literally 20 miles a week if that Uh, Thanks coach. And uh, what I do for my summer running is I hold my mileage for three weeks. So So I'll do 25 miles a week for three weeks. Then I'll add like seven miles a week. Or what I really do is I add the number of miles a week equal to the number of days per week I've been running. So I'll probably add like six or seven miles. So I'll do like 25 miles a week for three weeks. Then like 32 miles a week for three weeks. Then like 39 miles a week for three months, Oh weeks, yeah, that's fair. And like 55 miles a week, or sorry, 45 miles a week. Then like 51, then build all the way up to 60. I'm probably going to top out at 60 to 65 and then coast at like 55. Um, So that's what I'm looking for for mileage. And I run all almost all my miles in the summer really slow, like above eight minute mile pace. And I know whenever I run with you, I have to like, you know, find that happy medium between your fast yeah pace exactly. and, like, nail pace. <laughs> do you do like strides during your summer running? Or? No, not not during. Like sometimes,
1: like after like longer runs, like I'll do like four to six strides, like just to like toss out the legs and like just to like keep yeah. keep like some speed like in like in my legs. But really, like like you say, like just building up that mileage, like is is that's really all summer training is and like, yeah, you got to get in like, like some speed work, like here and there, but it's, it's just all in having a base.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I love doing those strides barefoot too. Yeah, on the grass. Exactly. I'd recommend that for anyone, but something you might want to try this summer is like in the middle of a long run, especially if it's like a slower long run, you know, above eight minute pace or maybe at eight minute pace or seven high um, like in the middle of it, just do like throwing some, quick, yeah, exactly. Like 50 know, meter bursts, 15, yeah, 50 meter bursts, 90% of top speed. And I found it really like helps your form and it keeps your form really, really tight and really, really, yeah. I know I like stride
1: hole. like up, up like some like hills, and like that's really like the most I'll do
0: like during my run, yeah. Because sometimes when you're going slow, your form gets a little sloppy. Yeah, exactly. And doing that, those strides really, you know, gets your form in check and keeps you going the rest of the run. Um, Is that pretty much all you do for the summer, like strides and base? Yeah, or... I mean, like, also, like,
1: like those days that, like, you're not running, like, you got to find, like, some some type of, like, 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 cross-training, like, even if it's, like, swimming or, like, biking or, like, like, walking or hiking, like, just having that, like, is really good.
0: Yeah, I'm not a big cross-training guy, I don't know, just probably that's just because I've never been injured, thankfully. For people who have been injured, obviously, cross-training is hugely beneficial, and you know, uh, I'm not a big biker or anything, but you know so again soft surfaces if you're starting out mileage that you haven't done before you know keep it soft um i'm a bit of a hypocrite because i do all my nearly all my miles on pavement but you know what it is what it is uh what do you do do you run most of your miles on like pavement or do you do like trail yeah mostly pavement yeah well there it is pounding pavement that's the name of the pod um yeah so any other questions or anything else you want to talk about oh uh, not really like
1: no i think you covered it all with like like new england's i didn't really check any of the results and yeah I, I
0: i didn't know yeah i just want a quick shout out to a girl from my school lima memorial uh, Allison Powers. Oh, yeah, she did really well. Allison. Yeah, she qualified for New England's in the Javelin, in the girls' jab, uh, at a throw of 108. She got six that state opens for Connecticut. And I'm checking the results right now. I think she threw 104 today. Um, she she qualified for 108. Yeah, she qualified for nationals. Uh, Emerging elite nationals, I should say, at 108. Um, yeah, she got 24th in the jab in New Ooh. England. So, good for her. I mean, I think she's going to Clemson next year. She should maybe try to walk on, maybe. What are your thoughts on that? I mean... <laughs> I I don't think she's going to end
1: up throwing, but I think that, like, she might be able to go as a walk-on. Like, like maybe I mean, like her I sophomore just, or junior year.
0: Yeah, I mean, 108. I mean, she hasn't done any yeah, lifting, exactly. but I just don't think she has the... The internal, you know, push and exactly, desire yeah. to Yeah, I, I to think grow. it's
1: like really like, like just
0: sort of like. That. I mean, yeah, exactly. She doesn't even she qualified for nationals, but I don't think she's even going. You know, but a lot of times you see kids with talent that don't have the desire, or the yeah, drive. Yeah, so. it happens too much, though. It happens too much. It happens too much. Okay, well, it's been great having you on, Cody. All right, it's been good. Oh, before
1: this ends, um yeah bean track club haven't even mentioned oh it? yeah um let's give a shout out bean track club That it's really not much more that can be said except you join and you run fast and that's that's it and you just gotta trust it and like just being a member like you're that much faster so
0: exactly so the deal is that uh bean track club you can hit them up uh, on instagram at username is just bean track club. Uh, we're yeah, we're uh, we're basically a tr- uh, small track club and we're going to get together a lot in the summer and do group runs uh, with whoever shows up probably Monday, Wednesday, Saturday at five o'clock, probably at Lima Memorial high school. So yeah, just follow us on Instagram at bean track club. Uh, we're going to get some merch soon, some nice shirts coming out. And if you want to be a part of that, just follow us and stay tuned for that. Um. Yeah. So thanks for being on, Cody. All right. Yeah. It's been uh, good. Yeah. For everyone else, you can find the pounding, P- pounding pavement podcast page on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Put this on SoundCloud. Down. Yo, I'm gonna put it on SoundCloud. Oh, it's gonna word. be on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, it's gonna be on Pocket Casts, or wherever get wherever you get your podcasts. So wherever you get your podcasts, scroll down to where it says rate and review, tap five stars. It goes a long way in spreading this podcast. Again, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining me, Cody. And I'll see you soon. All right, see you.